Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. And we are back. It is always aggravated. It is a completely miserable weather day here in Detroit as we approach lunch on a Tuesday. What a start to the week. Dishwasher, broken, chaos at the Valenti household. (laughs) Hand washing dishes. (laughs) Who's excited? We're going to, oh, the best part two, and we're not getting into this because we got better shit to talk about. You try to go and get a dishwasher in short order if you're not willing to pick it up and install it. You are toast for two weeks. And I'll tell you this. I'm a lot of things, but a guy who washes dishes by hand at 39 years old, <laughs> no. You get those soggy hands from oh, the dish soap. Tuesday night, who's ready to go out, <laughs> go to BFE you to go get to 45 a, minutes away? I don't even want to hear it because, of course, none of the places near Metro Detroit have it in stock, but I will not wash dishes. I'm going to get a dishwasher. All right. I already ordered it. I'm going to pick it up. We're going to hook this son of a bitch up tonight. It's going to be amazing. That's the start to my week. Okay, so, more importantly, we are entering the Thanksgiving vortex, where you get Thursday, you generally get Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Well, hooray. So here's the deal. For me, I don't come up for air until Thanksgiving. My entire schedule, I don't watch movies. I don't watch TV shows. Like, I carve out one TV show a week with my wife, and now that's out of uh, season, succession. I watch sports. That's what I am paid to do. I can't speak for other people. I watch sports. But Thanksgiving weekend, I watch it all. Because here's what happens. It's one of the only Sundays I'm not working. It's the only weekend in the fall where I have Thursday, Friday off. I don't take time off. And I'll watch a ton of sports, but make no mistake, Thanksgiving is that lay on the couch, possible blanket, watch movie, etc. It is a TV movie smorgasbord. Now, here's what's key for me, and this is where we get into Roberto's guide, because if there's one man that I can tell you for a fact does not watch sports, but has a <laughs> dedication to television like none other, That's right. it is Roberto. I know what's coming to Netflix next week, and I can't be more excited. It's <laughs> the Irishman. One. Yeah, that's number one. The, I mean, that's... the Irishman, I, I won't even watch the extended trailer. I'm going to settle in. That is going to be priority one on my Thanksgiving weekend is the Irishman. De Niro, Pesci, whatever, Scorsese. I don't know how Netflix got him to do this. I've heard some bad reviews, but how can you go wrong? I, you, I think anyone that's no. given a bad review is is looking too hard at it. What do you mean? It. You know what I mean? What? No. I, I, this is what I've heard. You See, this is breaking my heart because I've heard terrible reviews about The Joker. And I'm still waiting. I want to see it, but I'm not going to go to a movie theater. That's, that's, that's a pain in the ass. Like you always say, opinions are like bleep holes. 
We all have them. I know, but for real, <laughs> people don't like it. Uh, just just a few people that, that I know that have seen the movie. So. Oh, yeah, but the people you know are mobsters. Right, right. So you so can't that go means on it's, that. This, so that means it's bad? <laughs> Maybe it's just not as authentic as they would like it to all be. All right. Well, outside of this horribly disappointing thing, I was gonna. I, I wanted to go down what is coming to Netflix, theaters, television, because this is my, this is my awakening. Uh, to watch something that doesn't involve a ball or a puck. Well, the biggest thing right now, and I, I got into it this weekend, was Disney+. Plus. Oh, Christ. So that's the new app where you get uh, the best of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and I, more. All right, now let me ask this question. Is this wrong? Does it make me damaged? I don't give a shit about <laughs> any of that. I, I it usually would say that you're right. Uh, I ended up doing the free trial, so I'm, I got another couple days to decide whether I want to keep it or not. Mm -hmm. So we did a really big deep dive this week. I mean, we watched probably five Marvel movies Saturday and Sunday. What we kind of time do you have on your hands? <laughs> five Marvel movies? He so you had 15 hours? We watched all three Iron Mans and I think two Avengers. Yeah, but see, you know, you know what the difference is? Dang. I'm watching Indiana, Penn State. I'm right. watching Michigan, Michigan right. State. I can knock I'm out two movies. Baylor in that time. and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I'm grabbing a little bonus coverage in Northwestern wow. UMass. That's I'm all I'm over doing. the place. I'm watching Oregon, Arizona at midnight. This guy, three Iron Mans, popcorn, <laughs> underwear. <laughs> underwear. So that's about 10 hours of your day. Dude. All right, so Disney Plus, though, you wow. get what, what are they charging a month for that? I think it's. They're charging seven ninety nine a month. a month. No, twelve ninety nine a month gives you Hulu, Disney okay. Plus, and uh, some others. Sorry, oh, yeah, right, right. Okay. I got to tell you though, and this is this is where I'm and always I, what. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How many of these goddamn apps do I have to keep paying for? You know, eventually, I'm I'm too scared to ring it up in my head. You, you know do, what I mean? I just know. I just it just comes out of the account. Comes out of the account. Comes out of the account. <laughs> you do know. I mean, this is where it is headed. Yes. It's going no, to be. No, I don't have cable anymore. Right. Well, okay. It's going to be a la carte. Yes. Yeah. Now, that's when that happens, I mean, it depends on what your viewing habits are. I'll tell you to people who need to be scared shitless are sports fans. Yes. But, I mean, on one hand, it's great where I get my cable and I just get all the sports I want. But the truth of the matter is, like, with League Pass for the NBA or um, MLB, Extra Innings, whatever it's called, the baseball package, they have this thing that's called beta. All right, you go in, you hit the you hit the button, and all it has is all the team's logos. It's sorted by division, and that's the HD feed of every game. Mm -hmm. So I'm strolling around watching League Pass tonight while Roberto's watching Iron Man Four. <laughs> I I could. What's going to happen down the line is you won't get all the games. You're just going to pay to watch the Utah Jazz. You're right. Or you're going to pay to watch the Boston Celtics. Yep. I I think. There's good and bad to that, but like Roberto, this is where it's headed. I mean, I don't know. The Disney Plus thing is supposed to be a big deal. I just, without having children, it doesn't appeal to me. And I, I'm, I'm not making fun of people who like comic book movies. That's their business. Right. I don't care. I mean, I like horse racing. I mean, are you shitting me? The point is, the Disney thing doesn't work for me. So, great. I don't have to pay for it. Sure. I don't know. I mean, my question would be, what original content are they going to put out? I don't know. It's a good. Uh... No, they have some Star Wars original things. Oh yeah, that's right, right, right. exclusive to Disney Plus. Now it says, it says stream live sports and exclusive originals well, on Hulu, ESPN Plus. Hulu has live sports. Those commercials are amazing. Right. By the way, they they also have. Um, oh crap! What was I thinking of? They also have. Uh, they have all the thirty the MCU 30s. things that are different from the movies. So the Marvel universe, they're going to continue a lot of shows on Disney Plus. 
And then when the movies come out in the new yeah. phase, then you'll be updated and you'll know what's going on in the universe if you have Disney+. Plus. Hulu might have the best commercials going right yes, now, by the way. Yes, I agree. It's not about play. It's about pay. <laughs> I love it when they put Greek Freak up there. Yes. And he's working hard on his English, but he's like, Hulu has life sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Roberto has no idea what we're talking about because nah. those are only shown during NBA games. Yeah, right. yeah, who is the Greek Freak, Roberto? Do you even know? Oh. Wow. Oh, my. Antetokounmpo. Close okay, enough. Good, I'll allow it. Antetokounmpo. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That's perfect. Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get back okay. on track. What now, is coming to Netflix? Some of these are, you know, are within the next previous two weeks and then coming soon. So there's by by the time we get to Thanksgiving, you'll be able oh, to watch I'm all so these excited. movies. A lot of classic movies as well. So uh, Grease finally coming to Netflix. Huh? Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh man, you can't watch it on Thanksgiving weekend. You know how dark <laughs> that movie is. Rounders. Oh. So now that classic oh, on Netflix, oh. you know you're gonna watch it. Do you know what I heard? <laughs> and I don't remember where I read this. They're considering a Rounders 2? What? That'd be crazy. Yeah, but isn't Ed Norton retired from acting? You never retire from acting, are you? Oh, really? Pull up his filmography from the last 15 years. (laughs) Ed Norton went from being the guy to I don't know what he's been in. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. If you don't now, you could do Rounders 2 without him because he played Worm. Worm would have gotten killed by now. Right, you just say he's dead. But can you get Matt Damon and can you get Malkovich? Or do you think Teddy KGB is also dead? Yeah, it'd be a new villain. It'd be Matt Damon and just a whole new scenario. Maybe John Turturro comes back. (gasps) Kanish? Uh, Right. So that would be. Keep grinding out that rent money. (laughs) I love Noble work. Um, what else is coming? Uh, Sling Blade finally coming to Netflix. No, thank you. Uh, great movie, underrated. Uh, the movie Paid in Full. Oh, um, about Jesus. the Harlem drug game in the 1980s. Oh, great oh, movie. Oh man, really movie. that's probably a little too diverse. And now for a couple that I watched over the weekend was uh, finally on Netflix. The movie Money Talk, starring hmm. Charlie Sheen and Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, and I don't think it was anyone else pretty does. funny though. There's a lot. I was laughing out loud at it. Um, another great underrated movie that is now on Netflix you can watch is a movie called Love Jones oh, from Love 1997. Yeah, awesome movie. What, yeah. what is he? Talking Lorenz about? Tate. Yeah. What about Netflix originals? The All things right, so I yeah, care so, about. Documentaries. Shows. Give me the good stuff. I don't care about Love Jones. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Let me guess. Another murder or abduction documentary. That's all they do. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so much weird stuff coming out. Like, like what? Give me an example. All this weird, like, these, these series are so weird. I can't even, like... Are, are you losing brain function? <laughs> Give me an example. I'm trying to find where just, there's a list of that and nothing else. Well, while he's finding that, there's a holiday movie coming out on Netflix oh, tons. within the next few weeks. I thought, why, why read those? Why, None why of us are going to watch that shit. new Christmas movies? <laughs> you ever think about this? It's always about like a romance. And, like, or, no, but like, stupid. what's the last good new original Christmas movie? Home Alone. No, no, no. Elf. No. Elf. Okay. But again, that's Elf is twenty years yes, old. Bad it Santa. Is. Bad Santa. Okay, yeah. but like, name all these. And Four Christmases does not count because that's one of the all-time <laughs> awful movies. And John Favreau should be ashamed that he was in it. The point is, yeah, that's awful. Wh- why can't they make new Christmas movies? I have. 
Think about it. We're still watching A Christmas Story. I'm still watching yes. Home, Home Alone. Alone. Yes. I'm still watching Elf. Christmas yes. Vacation. No. Awful. Yeah. See, oh, I, on, I will tell you, and I and I stand by this, Chevy Chase you don't like is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Under no circumstances is Chevy Chase funny. Uh, you know what, though? You want an underrated Christmas movie that they don't show very often? What? I'll tell you the actor. You tell me the movie. Bill Murray. Um, well, yeah, I mean, him and Chevy Chase were always competitors. You no, know what I mean? Bill they were Murray, always, you know, Christmas movie. Fought for the same part. Do you remember the film? Scrooge? Scrooge. Yes. Yeah. Why don't they show it more? It's fantastic. Good point. He plays a scumbag media executive, which is quite common in this business. Just a, just, it, it, it's it's perfect. Mm -hmm. it, but they never show it. Mm -hmm. Why? I demand it. It's never on. But they don't make new Christmas films. I don't, I just, what, is Netflix going to give me a Christmas movie I care about? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Roberto, how long does it take for you to pull off? <laughs> I'm trying to find What's coming ones. up here? Well, no, the thing I have my list, but it doesn't really give you a good indication of what. Roberto, know, what are you still hung over from last night? Uh, yeah, honestly, what, what is this? How much of this has to get edited out? You're, you're fucking ruining this. Here's, there's one on there now called Ad Vitam, Season 1, French sci-fi series about a future where everyone lives forever, but there's been a rise in suicides. No, I'm See good. what I'm saying? I don't, like, don't want to watch that. That's terrifying. That's sad. No. What else? No. Uh, well, this is the third season starts now as Atypical. Have you heard of this? No. Never heard of it. The that. popular Netflix comedy returns for third season and sees the main character head off to college. Dude, I, I haven't watched that. Netflix since the summer. When football season starts, my life ends. So this is where I come up for air. This guy, uh, Billy on the Street, is in his fourth season, the reality series of comedian Billy Eichner, where he talks to average people on the streets of the United States. No, hold on. That doesn't sound terrible. No, I, I watched a trailer for that. It seems pretty funny. I wouldn't mind that. Ooh. Uh, Fire in Paradise. This sounds good. A documentary on the 2018 campfire that took place in Paradise, California. That sounds awful. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'm seeing one here. I don't know. Go ahead, Dan, I don't know please. what this is. Roberto's completely out of sorts. This <laughs> is ridiculous. A documentary called Bikram, Yogi Guru and Predators. <laughs> I saw that. It says an investigative look into the controversial pioneer of hot yoga. I yes. Uh -oh. No, no, I read about this. This guy with this guy what was 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 let's just say he was active. Yeah. Yeah, no, I read yeah. about that a couple of years ago. I was fascinated. Comes out uh just in time for Thanksgiving. Done. It'll be Bikram. And it'll be the Irishman, because there ain't nothing. Roberto can't even scroll his computer correctly. Now, how about this, though? What, what? Would you actually consider maybe going to the theater? I'd prefer not. <laughs> Listen, man, going to movie theaters is one of the biggest inconveniences, especially when you're a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sit in these seats. Nobody washes their hands. They're picking their nose. They're picking their ass. <laughs> they're eating popcorn. The floor is sticky. <laughs> Fucking gross! I just then you got to leave your house. You got to go pay for a ticket, well, you, especially in the winter. It really I don't want to do any of it. I want to sit home, scroll, click, go, and then the best part: pause the film, switch the input. Now I'm watching Nebraska Iowa. <laughs> now I'm back. Now I'm watching another football game. I don't want to leave the house. You want to get away and relax, have a good time. I mean, let me ask you a question, right? Who the hell wants to, to sit in Detroit in the winter? Who wants to sit anywhere in the winter? Go to Vegas. Go to the D, Las Vegas. Now, look, the D, you know, a couple months from now, it sounds crazy. March Madness, right around the corner. Got to get your trip planned now. Check out the D.com.
They got the man caves. They got the best March Madness setup in the industry. And whether it's March Madness or you just want to pop downtown to check out all the new stuff going on in downtown Vegas, the D is a perfect spot for you. Check out the D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. It's your home for sports in Vegas. Well, I think I found a holiday film for you, Mike. It comes out the day after Thanksgiving. I'm in. It says Holiday Rush, a film on Netflix. It says a cheesy but heartfelt Christmas movie about a single dad radio DJ oh. whose on-air show is canceled, forcing him to downsize around the holidays while trying to keep his career afloat. Sadly, oh that's God. sadly that's good for this industry. Most people get butchered this time oh. of year. I'm sure that'll have a great Q rating amongst uh, TV, newspaper, and radio people. Here's another one. Let it snow. Teen Christmas drama about when a snowstorm hits a small town. No, 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 no. I'm I need big budget, big actors. What it, I'm serious. I know it isn't the topic we're discussing. What is the last big budget, legitimate Christmas movie that was good? Yeah. They don't even make them. No, they don't anymore. Why? They don't spend money. If they, I, they do, they're just not good. Yeah, it's just these cheesy Netflix, think, Hulu type films. Right. I don't want to watch some bullshit Christmas movie with Selena Gomez in it. I want. I want real actors. You know what it is, and I think what ruined it is Hallmark. Hallmark, and, and, that, and, that and, channel, yep. airs Christmas movies, new movies every week, and I think that's cheaper to do versus spending big money on the on the film for you know. And it is my fault the because when Home Alone is on, part one or two, yes, I I will watch it to completion. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I will. It's it's pathetic. I just thought of one that was last year during Christmas time, that Kurt Russell one where he played Santa. That was pretty big budget. That was a Well, see, Elf was, was 2003. Ba- Bad Santa 2003 way back then. That's see? it. And, and then Bad Santa 2 was 2016. You does had, not count. You had the Grinch that. in 20, uh, 2018. You had like that office Christmas party one in 2016. Nah, I'm telling you. I, listen, I know it's Thanksgiving. They don't make any movies about Thanksgiving. No. It's just more... I I watch the classics. I, all right, Thanksgiving weekend. Will you watch a Christmas movie? Yeah. My answer is yes. Absolutely. Because my wife and I do the tradition where Saturday after Thanksgiving, the house gets winterized. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking snowmen. We're talking a trip to the flower store for the, what the fuck are the red things called? What are those red flowers? Poinsettias. Oh. Poinsettias. I, I mean, I go, I get out of control. The tree goes up. Christmas music's on. No, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. I People can think I'm miserable. I'm not. I'm only miserable here because I don't like this <laughs> office. You put some mistletoe on your belt. Oh. <laughs> How do you know I don't? <laughs> I think he's got it on him right now. I open a bottle of wine. <laughs> we listen to a little Dean Martin, Frank oh, Sinatra right. Christmas. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I, you know, and this How was, do you how do you know what gets my wife's gears going? <laughs> That's not your business. How dare you? This was during the summer, and but I'll I will be ready now to play. I found a brand new mint with the shrink wrap still on it, original copy of the Dean Martin Christmas album with Marshmallow World on it. If you the tell original. Me, if you mm. tell me where I can buy an actual record player. <laughs> Well, I want. I want. No, you know who. When would you love go it? pick up your. When you go pick up your uh, dishwasher today, you can buy one there. No, we're gonna do some research. Me and you over lunch. Well, yeah, it depends on your budget. No, I'd no, like no, no, to no. see you spend a lot. No, but. no, I want dirt cheap. Here's what I want to do. <laughs> Here's what you know. Who would get a thrill out of this? Big my, G, my father. Yeah, my dad is the ultimate Dean Martin guy. He has the Dean Martin cookbook. 
He has the <laughs> Dean Martin autobiography. Whoa! Whoa. He has the uh, Dean Martin decanter. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but you, do you know? Do you know what what Dean Martin actually drank on stage? Apple juice. Oh, it was apple juice or water in a martini glass. Wow! He did not drink on stage. It was all an act. But what it about when he was like shit. later on, like he would come out on the Tonight Show? Oh, he seemed wow. kind of like he seems like he was drinking. No, that's just being stage, that's just being oversexed. Yeah, your your, your brain <laughs> function slows down. You don't have any fluid in your. I body. love that. That's man. old school social media right there. Everyone's thinking he's drinking on stage mm -hmm. and yeah. he has apple juice. Yeah, but no, like I'm, I want to do this though. I have. This is so embarrassing. I've never listened to vinyl in my life. This is the time to do it. The holiday season. We're gonna get some. Holiday records going. Well, are we Some Sinatra, Dean Martin? You, okay, we Nat King, Cole, Nat King Cole. We've done multiple versions of the Christmas party. I.e., like we don't go to the one here because nobody wants to hang out with people from this place. Sure don't. But but it's also we've we've done it where <laughs> you guys come to the house and I, I do a blowout meal, or we go to a fancy joint and we act like idiots. The point is, Roberto, we can, we can coincide it with that. Okay, I've never listened to vinyl in my life. Do you mean to tell me there's an actual difference? You know, so I know that you have, do you have a receiver in your living room? You don't, do What's you? A, what, what do you mean? All, right off from the kitchen. A receiver? You have a home theater system. Like that, Jerry Rice? Upstairs. Like, you know, That's all OBJ in the receiver? Cave. Right. So so you probably the only place you could have it would be the man cave. At the bar. Right. But guess what? That's I'm not going to pry you away from the bar, so that's probably good. <laughs> Well, yeah, Mike, we, come we'll on downstairs. It, it sounds incredible. <laughs> Roberto would love this. I know it's my dream. I simply must go. <laughs> Roberto, it's two a.m. You gotta get out of here. No, one more, one more. Listen to this one. Mike, Mike, Mike. This is a deep. Let me do this. This is a deep cut. <laughs> I don't. I mean, all right. We will explore that. Let's get back on track. Give me. The, let, let's wrap this. What else do we got? Now, one of my favorite shows is uh, season three is starting right now. Is the Netflix original, The Toys That Made Us? What the hell? Have you seen is this that? yet? What? It's the history of, that, yeah. of uh, the toys from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. How they came to be, such as uh, Star Wars, He Man, Legos, um, Legos. You know um, what's amazing? Mm. I got to tell you, this is something that really bums me out. And I, I don't. I know we're gonna. End, we'll end up doing our Christmas. We'll probably do our Christmas special again. <laughs> when did when did Legos become so expensive? Oh, jeez, man! I had to buy Legos <laughs> for my nephews last year, and I was overjoyed to go to a Lego store because as a kid, I loved Legos. Can't lie, I like Lincoln Logs and I like Legos. I walked in, and my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> Because I was like, wow, you can get the spaceship from Star Wars? And then you're like, wait, you want $600 for yes, this shit? Man, yes, man, <laughs> uh, No. But it, it was, it's just, it's like, it's principle. It's like, what? what? Like, why even show kids these <laughs> things? I know, here's one. No, like, no one's spending $600 on Lego. This is not even a big, like, this is like one of those, like, little mini ones is 60 bucks. They're exactly. Like, $200 uh, here's one for two hundred bucks. Wow. And then you know the other thing too, and and I I guess it's inflation. But like video games used to be forty forty five bucks. Yeah. Video games now, the the base price it's is like sixty five. Right? Yeah. Or 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 seventy. <laughs> yeah. And what they're doing is, they're they're selling like special editions of games mm -hmm. that get you extra stuff. You could see because yeah. I, I like you know again we like to you know you want to treat the, the the niece nephews you want to treat people nice. It's like. Kid wants Call of Duty. 
All but right. then it's like, is it is it the the regular edition? Right. Okay. Is my it palms the, are getting sweaty thinking about Christmas. Right? Is it, <laughs> is it the America Fuck Yeah edition, <laughs> which is ten dollars more? And you're like, oh, Roberto, I can't wait for your kid's Christmas list. Are we doing that again? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, that'll be great. Hopefully, this is not on the it. The Lego, the Lego Star Wars Death Star, five hundred dollars. What did I tell you? I said six hundred. I went what? Jeez. No way. Yeah, All right, so the toys that made wow. us, what That's else? That's a good one. I mean, David right now has got me uh, into this whole uh, Bikram scandal. That now, sounds good. One more I wanted to give you, which is actually in theaters now, and probably will be during Thanksgiving, was, are you interested in that movie called uh, Inside Game? Excuse it's me? About, is that betting? Yeah, it has Scott Wolf in it. Um, so oh, is that the Adam Sandler movie? No, 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 no. That's uh, I have that one too. That, When's that coming up? Uh, December some December thirteenth is Uncut Gems. All right, now that one. That I, one looks good. I'll yeah. see that. Yeah, but I, is there any way I can bootleg it? No. I mean, doesn't doesn't Evan bootleg all movies? There's ways. Know. Just go see. There's I, ways. I don't want to leave the house. But I thought you would like this. And it will see, I heard Inside Game was was not good. Oh, really? Like the, it was getting terrible ratings. Oh, whatever. good. There you go. You pipe up but, just to but, ruin our dream. <laughs> but it's the real life story about an NBA referee, right? About Tim Donahue, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's the one he's pimping uh, all the interviews. Yeah. Yes. Right. So that seems interesting. All right. What else? What? Give me something I can watch at home. Uh, I have one here. What else? Narco World, Dope Stories, is a new docu-series on Netflix, an examination of illegal drug trades around the world. I think There's I'm, so many. I think oh. I'm just done with the whole drug thing. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Here's, yeah. your, here's your basic. Ready? Drugs are bad. Lots of people still do them. And there's a shitload of crime in mm -hmm. Mexico. Like, I, I mean, like cartels, bad. I, I don't know. Like between narcos and between uh, cocaine cowboys and then, you know, gangland and all. Oh, I mean, how much fucking drugs do mm -hmm. I got to watch? I don't do them. I'm not interested in them. My drug, it comes in a bottle, and it's brown, and I put an ice cube in it, and I, and I have a glass or two. That's it. You sound like Dean Martin. No, I'm just saying, like, are we done with the whole drug thing? That's never going to be done. But the, you know what's interesting? You're right, though, because look at the opioid crisis in this country. Yep. People can't stop. How have I made it this far in my life? I don't fucking touch drugs. Yep. I was a Celtics fan as a kid. Len Bias died of a cocaine overdose. That's all I needed to see. <laughs> I ain't touching these fucking things. I, I don't get it. I don't know. That was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even, stop me. <laughs> I'm not even... Jesus Christ. Well, I have I have one more here. All right, let me hear it. Oh, my stupid screen messed up. But Roberta was talking about the toys that made us. There's one coming out of the movies that made us. Now, so see that. actors I, and film like when is directors. It's coming out on December 1st. Okay, and then the other one you recommended, and this is for the foodie crowd, if you like food. <gasps> oh, now, hold on. I will tell you, there's an unbelievable Netflix series. And you don't even have to care about the food. It's really about the people. Have you ever watched Chef's Table? Never I've watched, watched it. One, I've no, watched that before. I yeah. watched All right. the John Favreau one I like. All right, but hold on. This one is really wild because it shows you what fucking psychos are chef, like chefs of the finest restaurants in the yeah. world, places you will never eat. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like these are places, you know, like there's. I have uh, no business. Being there, I watched one about somewhere in Chicago, 52 Grams or uh, something. It was called. No, it was, it was just like that with sous chefs and all that. No, chef's table. There's one. There's a restaurant in Chicago. I think it's called Alinea, mm. and it's like a year wait, and it's it's yep. like a 28 course deal. Mm -hmm. But it's about the the chef, and I want to make sure I get it right. But he he got cancer. He lost his ability to taste. 
and he still had to come up with the menu and his brilliance wow. and his dedication to his craft, his talent allowed him to put this menu together and win World's Best Restaurant. Wow. Now, again, wow. there's great stories. There's there's stories of chefs that are from the streets and how they worked their way up, and mm -hmm. this is their story. Wow. There's a dude who like survived an earthquake, and it wrecked his whole place, and they had to rebuild it. It, it, it could be about the food if you like, but it's fascinating because it shows the dedication it takes, the talent it takes, and really, you got to be a little half crazy yeah. to open, run, and then win yeah. that level of restaurant. Yeah. Would I eat you know, it at most of these places? No, because the food does not interest me. I'm not interested in a plate of food coming out where, where my entree is the size of a tit. <laughs> that doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> that doesn't do much for me. But I'm fascinated. Uh, chef's table, there's a couple of seasons. You can settle in. That I dig. But you had the new one. The one I'm going to get to. Thanksgiving weekend is going to be David's little sex scandal, Bikram deal, The Irishman, and then I'm getting into what's it called, Chef? Uh, chef Show with John chef Favreau. Show and John Favreau. Unbelievable. Swingers. Uh, Rudy in his fatter days. <laughs> um, <laughs> John Favreau is was a really good actor. He actually went behind the camera. Yeah, he that's directed why, an Iron Man movie. Right, uh, that's why Favreau doesn't act a whole bunch. He doesn't need to. He's nope. the one pulling the strings. Yeah. He's the writer. He's the deal. But he made a movie that was actually pretty good for a few years ago. You remember the movie Chef? Well, yeah. The, so the show is kind of based on that, where he gets to go a little further into some of those dishes that were made in the movie. Okay. And some of the guys he consulted with in that movie, good movie. he brings back and cooks some dishes. Good movie. And All right. It's so Chef Show, Bikram. Irishman. That's it. That's toys, all I need. Toys that made us. I like that. Movies that made us. Vinyl. Bourbon. <laughs> death. No, <laughs> dishwasher. Dishwasher installation. All right, listen, if you haven't already subscribed, do it. What are you doing? And I mean, shameless plug, radio.com, iTunes. If you don't listen to Cash the Ticket, why? Sully just went 9-0 and this past weekend. Unreal. What are you doing? 9-0, and documented football bets. Jesus, Roberto. He's setting up his 900 number as we speak. And I'm going to go 10-0 this Wouldn't week. Wouldn't it be 800? <laughs> no, 800 is free. I thought 900 was for your talk dirty shit you did when you're on the road. <laughs> No, that was the, that was over in the late nineties. You know, there's That's a character, one. and then we once you get could access here. everything online in your phone, that was that was. There's over. a character yeah. in a TV show that you remind me of. Oh god, you remind me of Roman. <laughs> From succession. Oh. That's pretty good. You're just a dirty, affected <laughs> pervert. The way he talks. And on that note, no, I, I, I thank you. I love him. That, that, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, father of two, husband. That's great. That's really nice. Big power is at it again. Oh, boy. Leaving people in the dark. I mean, again, imagine your power going out there on Monday Night Football. Oh, that's a disaster. Don't do it anymore. Don't fall victim to the big power company. Own your power. Don't rent it. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch, hooks you up with battery storage with your installation. No more searching for a flashlight when big power tries to leave you in the dark again. Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. They install American-made panels, 30-year warranty, so you own your power. You don't just rent it from the power company. Guys, you want to see if Power Home and solar is right for you, go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com. Or give them a call at 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. 
All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, kind of a weird, Dave, we're at a weird point in the season here where I feel like we've got a lot of good players that are faltering as we start the playoffs. Let, let's start here. Marlon Mack, out. Who is the Colts running back that you are chasing on waivers? Well, at the time that we're recording this, I, I would tell you that it's Jonathan Williams, just based on how he was the only available rushing downs back that they mm-hmm. had last week. But Jordan Wilkins could practice if he practices on Tuesday or is uh, made eligible to play. You know, they're probably just going to give him the questionable tag and not the out tag for their game on Thursday. Then he could end up being the guy. So it's not an easy answer. And even if it is Williams or even if it is Wilkins, Naheem Hines is going to play in a passing downs capacity. That's kind of the role that he's had. And I know the data says that the Texans' run defense is really good, but my typical feeling on Thursday night games is that defenses are tired, running backs are fresher. And in the case of Jonathan Williams, if it does happen to be him, he's barely played this year. He's got a great opportunity to make some gains against the Texans on a short week. So I'd really like to see him. As I have it ranked right now, Mike, he's a top 24 fantasy running back. So would the ranking change if I said rest of season? That if you are competing in the playoffs or the toilet bowl and there needs to be a multi-week projection, would it still be Williams or do you kind of go to Wilkins? I I, I don't know. I, I would probably tell you to stay away from either of them. Because you know? <laughs> Marlon Mack could be back sooner than later. It just doesn't sound like this is a... Uh, a serious fracture. Okay. I guess that would make it like an unserious fracture. I don't know if such a thing really exists, but it sounds like Matt could be back certainly before the end of the regular season. And once he is, that's going to push Williams and yeah. and Wilkins right off the plate and into the garbage can. So I'm I'm thinking the entire you stay away from them if you don't need a running back this week. Speaking of garbage cans, Bo Scarborough, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, know, come on. When, when you are desperate for running back talent and you find someone that gives you a semblance of what you need, you, you, you can rush into that and hug it and love it and make it your own for as, as long as it'll work out. And, look, Bo Scarborough is not a great running back. He glides like Eddie Lacy, which isn't a bad thing, I guess. Um, but he, he's only got one speed. He can't accelerate, um, and he gets what's blocked for him. I don't know how much he can create on his own. I don't know if he's a juker or a mover. He certainly can't run away from defenders unless the defenders are 300-pound defensive tackles. But the Lions are desperate. You know this, Mike. Ty Johnson wasn't the answer. J.D. McKissick wasn't the answer. So guess who's the answer now? Oh, God. Oh, no. So he... He, I would take him over a Colts running back if I was looking more rest of season mm-hmm. because I think he's got an opportunity to hang on to that job and give the Lions a semblance of a rushing attack. For crying out loud, they haven't had that. Even goal they line. They really do need it. I mean, even goal line, just based on his size, you know he'd be the de facto short yardage guy. Without question. Um, all right, well, then I guess let me let me go this route then. And I, I'm trying to belabor the point with running backs because at this point in the season, you got the playoff starting. Maybe you're claiming somebody to keep them away from someone. Maybe you, you want to get cute. Give me a deep, deep kind of sleeper, a, a guy you could see having value in a couple weeks when all the chips are down at the running back position. I don't have a great answer for that. Okay. I have to be honest with you because – 
things change from week to week. The what I like the first names that the first few names that popped into my mind were Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, yeah, all um, gone. guys who were backups to stud running backs. Where oops, Dalvin Cook tweaked something, sure, and he's gone for a couple of weeks. Well, now Alexander Madison is going to help somebody win their fantasy league. Here, here's a name. This is one that comes off of the heels of Monday night's game. Daryl Williams with the Chiefs. We yeah. don't know what the injury is to Damian Williams. And we know that the Chiefs aren't even going to play in Week 12. They're on by. But Daryl Williams, when Damian Williams was out, he was getting more playing time than Sean McCoy. He can play all three downs. He's just not really good at playing. He's he looks powerful, though. Player. He, he yeah. looks like he's got some pop between the tackles. He's got some. He's a little powerful, yeah. But he's not going to be a future starter every down back for Kansas City. Now, I might have said the exact same thing about Damian Williams at this time last year when he started to become a thing. Mm-hmm. It was about this time last year. When he yeah. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Damian Williams, but he fit into that offense really well. They didn't have another option. In this case, the Chiefs do have other options. They've got LaShawn McCoy, and they've got a rookie, Darwin Thompson, who's going to end up making a big deal. But what, what happened if, to if, him? If we're talking serious stashes here, Mike. Yeah. I, I think that, that Daryl Williams could make that cut. Why would they draft Darwin Thompson and then seemingly never give him the opportunity and their backfield's been in flux all year? My guess is that they just don't trust him to do the little things. And and I thought he could handle those little things. I was there in Pittsburgh when he played and, and laid out an amazing block for Chad Henney to throw a, a touchdown strike in a preseason game. And, and you see him hit the edges, and he was really talented. And I was drafting Darwin mm-hmm. Thompson in a bunch of leagues. And even and then on how about this? Even when Damian Williams went down in what was it like week two, he got hurt and he missed some time. Sounds right. Everybody started you know putting their hands together and going, oh boy, here we go, it's Darwin Thompson time. Well, adding Lashawn McCoy threw a massive wrench into Darwin Thompson's development, and Daryl Williams is just trusted more by the coaching staff at this point. This team is normally fantasy playoff gold, and I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and yet, Dave, whether it's James Conner, who at time of taping, his status is in limbo, whether it's Jalen Samuels, who one week is good, one week is, I don't even know if he's playing, and then Juju Smith-Schuster obviously dealing with a concussion, but he's been terrible. I mean, are any of these guys playable with your season on the line? I think Samuels and PPR it's fine as long as Connor is out. And we don't know how long Connor's going to be out. He sounded pessimistic on a radio show on Monday that he would play. And Samuels, uh, in the non-PPR league, he gave you nine points last week, nine total points the two weeks before. So I almost think it's got to be a PPR league yeah. to really trust Jalen Samuels. He's, he just doesn't look the same after he, he had his injury. And they're going to use multiple backs. They've got Trey Edmonds, and Benny Snell is going to get healthy, and he's going to have a role. And the problem with the pass catchers in Pittsburgh is Mason Rudolph. He's, he's awful. not that great of a quarterback. Very up and down. Um, some, some weeks he looks great. Some throws during a game are amazing, and then on the next play, they're way off base. It's one of the reasons why I can't go crazy buying into James Washington, even though he could be the number one receiver this week against Cincinnati. I think Vance McDonald could be an interesting name, and he's out there in like 58% of CBS Sports Leagues. He's been getting at least seven targets per game each of the last three. Rudolph can find a tight end. So that might be a guy who can who can be a stealer helper. 
for the for the fantasy run here down the stretch. Do you have your eye on? Uh, and obviously, uh, anyone with a brain is streaming defenses. Like you don't pay for defenses, you don't trade for them. I just that just I don't know. I think that's lunacy. Oh, dude, I, I I've been hearing stories about people and getting unbelievable. Um, values. Somebody traded the Patriots DST for Keenan Allen in one. League. I quit. See, you know what? This is why I play in one league. It's serious. I don't have to deal with that cockamamie nonsense. That's ridiculous. That well, would upset it me. It would work out for you if you were the one trading. The well, right, right. But that's uh, Jesus, Dave. But give me, give me a sneaky like. Wait, did Dave actually advocate playing this defense? As playoffs begin to start next week, week after, do you have your eye two, three weeks out on a, am I really going to do this defense? I don't think you should do that because things change so much week to week and, and defenses are, are so matchup based at yeah. this point that you, I don't think you have to. Like the Browns might have been one of those defenses, but Miles Garrett's done for the year. Mm-hmm. And this week they're taking on Miami, and I still have them ranked as a top 10 DSC, but no Garrett. No Ogan Joby, no Morgan Burnett. He's out for the year with an Achilles injury. So they're going to be pretty depleted when they take on the Dolphins. Maybe they won't be so good. I've got the Lions as a top 10 DSC, and I'm sure you're going to talk me out of it. But they're playing against Washington, and Dwayne Haskins has been a mess this year. And I don't know if that run game is any good, and I wonder if that Lions defense can actually match up. How about this, Dave? Think about this, though. Let's say you're in a league like mine, where obviously Week 17 is out. That's just a non-factor. And there's a two-week championship game. So the playoffs start next week, okay, Thanksgiving weekend. Got it. The Lions, this week against the Redskins, next Thursday, short week, against whatever the Bears are putting out there. They might actually be, and they're terrible, but look at the two opponents. What do you do? I agree. And it used to be a rule of mine that you you never start a bad defense. And the, the the redeeming qualities of the Lions defense right now, you know, Darius Slay, Max Harrison, maybe the defensive line as a group. But other than that, eh, you know, you'll tell me if there's somebody there that I'm I'm missing. No, no, it's it's schematically flawed. I mean, if you look up at what quarterbacks are doing to them, whether it was Daniel Jones, four touchdowns, no picks. Whether it was what what uh, Trubisky did a couple weeks ago, obviously only threw for 180 yards, but three TDs, no picks. You saw what Dak did. I mean, they they are just giving up QBRs that are unreal. And if you're talking about a D that's gonna give up 20 plus, won't get sacks, won't create turnovers, only have three interceptions on the year, I, I don't, I can't advocate it. But you're right. On paper, you go, gee whiz. I mean, Bears on a short week. Maybe a quarterback roulette. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> you gotta have balls of steel if your season's on the line with that. Right. So, like, here's a tough decision you might have to make. The Rams' defense, no question about it, a better unit from top to bottom than the Lions. Mm-hmm. But they played Baltimore this week. So, do you go with that defense against Lamar Jackson and an offense that's just absolutely rolling? Keeping in mind that the Rams' offense. We'll also be going up against the Ravens' defense, which is not going to be a slice of pie. Right. Or do you go with the Lions and you just hope that they get a couple of turnovers and mm. somehow manage to have a defender in the vicinity of Dwayne Haskins <laughs> so that they can tackle him before he throws the football? I know you don't know what that means because you're in Detroit yes. and they don't do it a lot, but that's called a sack. Yeah, I know. Tell me. And that, that gets you fantasy points. 
maybe the Lions somehow get one of those. Uh, Dave, we got a couple uh, FFT listeners uh, who said, look, they were questioning your Foles take about him being a good start the rest of the year. They wanted a, a little bit of an expanded answer on that. Where would Foles place amongst QB's rest of season rank? He wouldn't be in the top 12, but he'd be in the top 16-ish. You know, he, he's in that streaming range, and right now is a, is a golden era for streaming quarterbacks because there are so many with great schedules who you, you, you kind of don't love trusting. Like Nick Foles, you know, you know who, who gets excited about, all right, start my line, quarterback, Nick Foles, let's go. No one yeah. does that. No. no one does that. But you look at the matchups that he's got. He's got Tennessee this week. He's got Tampa Bay after that. Chargers at home after that, at Oakland, at Atlanta. And those defenses might be improving, but they'll still be competitive. And Foles wasn't perfect last week, but the, the first touchdown he had to DJ Chark was amazing. And he's, he seems to be comfortable. And that matters to me. And he's pretty accurate, I guess. So I, I, I think he's okay as a streamer for the rest of the way. Guy wants to know, do I start Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Who are they playing again? Hey, listen, I think he's speaking about rest of the year. I mean, they are using Hunt. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, he's he's actually been unlocking their offense a little bit. Yeah, yeah, especially catching the ball. They are, they are more creative now in the past two weeks than they have been. There was a play last week where Chubb and Hunt were lined up wide. So we're the, we're, they've got two great receivers, right? Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, talent-wise, you're not going to argue with me on that. They're both in the slot. And the Steelers kept their best cornerbacks out wide because they weren't really either paying attention or ready for such a formation. And I think Hunt is a good threat as a pass catcher. And Chubb, you got to respect him when he's out wide. And it led to a 25-yard gain on a post route to Jarvis Landry. They, they, are, they are creative in finding ways in getting Hunt the ball. Um, and, and play action has been their best friend. Chubb has continued to run the ball very well, and Baker's numbers have popped. Mm-hmm. And now they're playing Miami. You can start them both this week. Guy wants to know, rest of season, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say Rodgers because I think Kyler Murray, the, the schedule has been tough. Certainly the two games against San Francisco, you'd think, well, there's no way he's going to come through with good numbers, and he did it both times. I thought he would have a good game at San Francisco in Week 11, and he certainly did. But he's on a bye now. Then it's the Rams at home in Week 13, the Steelers after that. Then he gets a respite against Cleveland, and then he's at Seattle in Week 16. I think that these matchups are going to be tough for him to overcome and be a great fantasy quarterback. I would love to carry both, but Rodgers would be the one I would lean towards starting. What is your outlook on Philip Lindsay the rest of the year? Got a couple worried Lindsay people in the uh, question section. I, I think you take it week to week with him. He's got the Bills this week and the Chargers when they're coming off a bye. They're they're at home in Denver for that. Houston at Kansas City and then the Lions in week 16. Definitely some exploitable matchups for him. He's been getting a little bit more work than Royce Freeman. He's the better running back compared to Royce Freeman. Far and away. I think. What's that? Far and away, he's better than Freeman. Yeah, but they continue to put dummy. Freeman in, in in goal line spots. Freeman's no good. No. I, I, and I think Lindsey could handle an every down roll. Um, I don't know what their motivation is to do that, though. They're not going anywhere this year. They know that Lindsey's going to be the future of the team. Why would they burn him out in meaningless games? So if he's going to continue to get 15-plus touches per week, which I think he will, 
he's going to be a good number two running back. Last one for you. Guy wants to know, <laughs> should should I prepare Tevin Coleman's coffin after three bad weeks? <laughs> what do you think? I, Dave, listen, the, the issue for me is they're so explosive running the ball that if Tevin Coleman is – he's not an RB1 – I get scared about RB2, but if we're talking about a flex, you got to roll him out there, don't you? I think so. You know, and, and the guy that's been carrying this offense has been Garoppolo. Right. And he's doing it without George Kittle. There's the key. Kittle opens it all up, so I have a hard time judging Tevin Coleman and going, ah, that's it, I can't play him. You need Kittle. I agree. Yeah, and I still think he's their preferred option when they get near the goal line, even though he... I mean, it's just it's so frustrating because Jeff Wilson literally played one snap and he caught a 25-yard touchdown yep. pass on the snap. That's beautiful. Like the ultimate cherry pick, if there ever was one. Uh, I'm I'm cool with Coleman as a flex and probably still a low end number two running back. Dave, what articles you got coming out this week where uh, people can peruse if they're into the literature? The trade chart is out, and uh, you can use it to make deals. I know trade deadlines are coming up. Maybe in a couple of weeks are already passed, and if that's the case, then you can still use the trade chart as a rest-of-season ranking. I also do a deep dive into every game, the guys that are not obvious to start or sit. And, uh, and a cut list also comes in handy, where if you've got a guy that you're on the fence about cutting, I'm in an easy-peasy chart for you to look at and see who you should cut, depending on the size of your league. David, you, you are the best. We appreciate you. We will talk to you next week, where in some leagues it will be a playoff edition of our little chat. Yeah, you can't mess up then, can't. No, 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 you can't. David, talk to you, buddy. You got it. See you, pal. Radio.com, iTunes, and we will talk to you next week.